I think at a young age, I was in my body. And then that translated to starting to take yoga class from a uh, professor in college back when it was that. It was yeah. like a professor getting some kids I, together to do it. I call that – I because I, I too did yoga in college. And uh-huh. I, call, I like to say that I was doing yoga before Madonna. I feel like right. there was like yoga before Madonna and yoga after Madonna there was, started right, doing Kabbalah yoga. before Madonna. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Okay. So um, – and then I got into gestalt therapy mm-hmm. when I was done with college because I just didn't know what I was doing with Tell anything. me about that. So that is where the orientation I studied at uh, the Gestalt Associates here in New York City for your training program. And it's a real East meets West approach where um, – it's really like the body is the house of the emotion, and it's all about presence, the here and now. Your history is important, but it shows up in this moment. Mm. There's a lot of attention toward the body, and it really just resonated with all of the work I had done, and I started my yoga teacher training course at that time as well. So it, it just made sense to me. I didn't want to, you know, I know some of the other orientations and I think they're all useful in different ways, but a lot of them do just like work with the thoughts and the mind and that, you know, leaves out such an important part of ourselves. You have found the place to be. This is the Self-Love Peddler Show. I'm Sophie McCallum, your personal self-love peddler. Please leave the single narrative, airbrushed, beauty bot images you have been forced fed at the door. Here we examine our relationship with our bodies and the many shapes and nuances our bodies have. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Welcome to the journey. So welcome, everybody. I am so happy to be here with Anna Hindell. And Anna, I want you, reading your um, biography, I want you to tell me more about all of it. But my favorite part is the last line, which is that Anna loves helping people connect what's going on with their mind with what's going on with their body. Because as I have come to learn, the body never lies. Tell it me is, tell me more. It is true and thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. So, a lot of people I think walk around from the neck up and just identify themselves with their heads, their mm. minds, their brains. And most of the time we're just not in touch with our body. But the body is constantly giving us information, messages from the simple rumbles in your stomach to I'm hungry to the fight or flight response when you're when fear happens. But then there's these subtler things like the tightness in our chest or, oh, I'm breathing really shallow all of a sudden. And it's getting in touch with I help people and I live it myself, being more aware, more in touch with what's happening in our bodies, which then informs the mind, which then informs decisions we make, what direction we go in, so on and so forth. So everything we do. And then, of course, our thoughts inform the body, and then it sort of becomes this back-and-forth conversation. 
And what I love so much about working with people is, you know, Zoom is wonderful and I'm so grateful, but when I'm really present with people and I see their whole body, I can see, you know, oh, when you said that, you just started to smile and soften the skin of your face. Do you feel that Mm. as an example? Because people may not be aware of what's happening, what they're doing, the messages they're giving, and the messages that they're experiencing. So that's kind of the long of it, but I get really excited about it. Hello, wonderful, worthy, self-loving women. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my newest course, Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love. There's a gold medal in you waiting for you. Are you ready to accept it? This course is all about the ever-evolving process of self-love and self-discovery. If fully embraced, just like self-love, it is endless and can deliver boundless results. Through this course, you will find yourself living fully as your greatest you. In Flourish and Fly, my introductory course, we talk about learning to love ourselves. We learn to see that we are worth the gold. Here we take action. We grab the gold medal. Remember, you may achieve a silver trying to be someone else, but only you have the right to your gold, to your unique glory. Join me inside of Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love and grab your gold. It's already yours for the taking. Are you ready to take it? Join me. Your time is now. What about your personal journey in like your body, mind, I would say heart connection led you to this career path? Hmm. I would say the most natural thing that happened for me was doing gymnastics as a little one. So I was standing on my head, my parents had put her in class and there began just kind of a physical experience in my body. I started taking classes, competing. So I was a gymnast growing Did you, up. We've discovered before this podcast started that we grew up in the same place in similar circles. Did you go to, uh, was it MG, MGC on the Upper West Side, Manhattan Gymnastics Center? No, I went to the I went to the Discovery program, which still exists. Does it really? Still exists. They still have a team, but I took class there, and then I started competing on the West Side YMCA mm-hmm. gymnastics team. So I did that, and then I competed a little in high school, where I grew up here in Horace Mann, and competed with your school, Chapin. <laughs> I didn't make it to high school gymnastics. At a certain point, I uh, I just. I just dropped it. My mm. father always said, he's like, I think you realized all of a sudden how dangerous it was. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so, Dad. I think I just became like an apathetic teenager who was like, no, I'm not doing anything it's you tell me to do much. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. That sounds right on time. But I loved it. And actually, a couple – right after the pandemic, I signed up for adult gymnastics at Chelsea Piers. Nice. It's like a 40 class pack. I went once. Nice. Um, <laughs> I'm, but I'm like, I'm heavy on extracurriculars. Like I do, I have a lot of extra stuff. So like sometimes I get like really excited to add to it. And I have finally learned that like I I have enough and like I need to focus on the ones I have. But it was interesting because I went to this thinking we'd all kind of be beginners, but no, like there were people who have like been doing gymnastics like 
they never stopped. Yeah. And I was sort yeah. of like I looked, hoisting myself I, I looked the at that schedule and I was like, oh, all the different levels yeah. for the adult class. I was like, that's serious. I don't know if I even yeah, want to I go, literally go went there. Once. I don't even and know. And it was like a hardcore time. It was like 7.30 to 9.30, something like that, that I was yeah. like – that's time to put my feet up. Yeah. I, I have finally at this point in my life got some balance. I recently just um, released a course called Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious Compassionate Self-Love. And I've like that extra piece of like what I call uniquely you, that stuff that you do on top of like the expectations of like work, relationships, and health. Like that extra piece of like what jazzes you up, I've I've really filled that box. That's awesome. But I need to like close the door now. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry, but there's a waiting list for this category in your right. life. Right. Or maybe like a single class next time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's just try it out. <laughs> I, I hear you. There's a lot to be excited about different things uh, in the city. But anyway, so my point is – that I think at a young age, I was in my body. And then that translated to starting to take yoga class from a professor in college. Back when it was that, it was yeah. like a professor getting some kids I, together to do it. I call that, I because I, I too did yoga in college. And uh -huh. I, call, I like to say that I was doing yoga before Madonna. I feel like there right. was like yoga before Madonna and yoga after Madonna there was, started right, doing Kabbalah yoga. before Madonna. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Okay. So um, – and then I got into gestalt therapy mm -hmm. when I was done with college because I just didn't know what I was doing with Tell anything. me about that. So that is where the orientation I studied at uh, the Gestalt Associates here in New York City for your training program – and it's a real East meets West approach where um, it's really like the body is the house of the emotion and it's all about presence, the here and now. Your history is important, but it shows up in this moment. Mm. There's a lot of attention toward the body. And it really just resonated with all of the work I had done. And I started my yoga teacher training course at that time as well. So it, it just made sense to me. I didn't want to, you know, I know some of the other orientations and I think they're all useful in different ways, but a lot of them do just like work with the thoughts and the mind and that, you know, leaves out such an important part of ourselves. So, you know, I think that in some ways my relationship with my body has always been there, but now it's just a very conscious you know, calling upon myself, like, what's happening? What's emerging for me? Sometimes it can be, you know, I laugh sometimes, like, oh, I'm so connected. Like, oh, I got a little thing over here and, a, you know. But for the most part, that's that's how I kind of live my life and, and really see the growth in people when they start connecting and feeling more, just sort of feeling more and then feeling more alive and feeling more present. And that doesn't necessarily mean I feel great all the time, but it's just a more alive way to be in the world. Mm. Well, noticing in some ways is maybe not better than feeling great all the time, but it's certainly more realistic. Yeah, it's what we have. It's what we have. And like, I know when something, you know, like I, 
I went to the dentist this week and he's like, you need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here to clean my teeth. I know. Not... He's like, uh, your teeth are half the size of what they used to be. Oh, Why are you grinding? Gr- You're like, a grinder. Oh my gosh. I sleep with grinder. that sexy uh, mouthpiece. Yeah, he, I just don't want to pay for it. I'm too cheap. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an investment, <laughs> but it lasts as long as you don't like grind through it. I, I think I would break it pretty fast. <laughs> But I do I but I also have learned other, you know, for me meditation is a biggie. Yeah, me too. And yoga is a, you know, like I can now say like Sophie relax your jaw, Sophie relax your jaw. Mm. Although I think that I sometimes I think that I have more control with my mind than I actually do, like when the dentist is like you're grinding your teeth. It's like, oh. But yeah. I thought I wasn't anymore. I, I mean, thought I stopped right, that, buddy. but I don't even notice it. That yeah. you know, that There's a blind spot for me. I mean, I do notice, but it's more of a waking up to it after the fact. Right. Like, wow, how long have I been doing that for? Yeah, it's so funny. You know, it's like I I know throughout my life, like when I would menstruate, um, which I don't do so much anymore. (laughs) I think I'm joining that somehow. (laughs) But I I would like be like kind of like ornery and then – you know, and that word doesn't do it justice. It's not, it's not fair to myself. That's not like a compassionate word. But I would have like feelings that were different. And then like fast forward a week later and I'd get my period and I'd be like, oh, mm. that's why. Whereas like, but every month I would like, it would hit me like this never has mm. happened before until like, right. you know, it's and like. And there's a beautiful oh. yet annoying connection between the body and the mind of like, Using the intellect to know in a week from now, I'm going to have this thing, my period, and that really messes with my hormones and my mood. Right. But that's really hard to do. Yeah. It's It's hard to remember. To remember, right? Because it does. It feels very real. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, that's where the working with yourself, and I know that that work you know, personally as well, like to, to like, that's what's happening, not yeah. making it, not making more or less of it. Right. Yeah. And the blind spot too with everything we do, all of those, what I call love centers, all those areas in which we put our energy, like we have, many of us have those centers so packed that like there's almost no room to give your body to feel and to connect hmm. to the mind. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like you just don't, which is why I do find like meditation, whether it be three minutes or 30, that practice allows, just gives me space. Sure. To be like, what are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And just the the getting out of the doing and more into the being. Being. Yeah. Yeah. Because we we are, we're doers here in New York. I mean, we're doers as humans, but I think particularly in New York- it's like it's never enough. It's never done. No, and sometimes I I know like and I'm very lucky that I have a little beach house in Atlantic Beach, New York, and nice. it's great. But when I'm when I'm there, I miss the stimulation. I miss the energy mm. of New York, and I find I am less creative. Um, Interesting. Like I, New York City to me. Um, equals like creativity like so it gives you get something from oh, I the get energy so much here. from the energy here Interesting. And, I, and it's all about all of the senses too mm. like the architecture 
the eye contact, the light. I see all that. The noises. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up with these noises, right? Mm -hmm. They're soothing to me as a baby. Like I fell asleep to Mm -hmm. buses and subway rumbling and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And cars honking. I don't hear it half the time. Yeah, I don't hear it either. Unfortunately, I sometimes (laughs) hear it in my office in the middle of therapy sessions. And the smells, right? Right. Like we all know, like... Who did I have here? I was with someone recently who was visiting, and I was like, "Yeah, that's just kind of the way New York smells." Oh, I knew who it was my my middle son's roommate, who's from Japan, was with us for like ten days. Yeah, and he was like, "Doesn't smell very good." I'm like, "Hey, yeah, you get used to it. Kind of learn to love it, right? Especially <laughs> in the summer. In yeah, those especially humid in the summer. ninety degree days. Yeah. But it's interesting. I was just in Maine. We go up to uh, Mount Desert Island in the summers for usually August. And it was like I couldn't shake that needing to rush everywhere this past summer. Mm -hmm. And I found it almost annoying. Like, all right, Anna, slow it down. We're in Maine. Like, there is no rush because then it would – I would start to get irritated. Why are people taking a long time? What – like, what's the problem? What are you – you know? And – that energy can sometimes feel like a little anxiety to me. Hmm. That's interesting. Like just like next, 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 next. But I also have little little boys right now. Right. I'm really good at slowing down. Yeah. Like I'm real, a little too good at slowing oh. down. But I lose my creative edge. Interesting. You know, like I walk to work every morning and the first thing I do when I get there is write because in that half mile walk, I am thinking and ready and I've got like all these ideas by the mm. time I get there. Um, I don't – that doesn't happen to me when I leave New York. Hmm. So it does something else for you because yeah. you obviously – keep choosing to leave and have this house so there's something there for you well, my husband's there and i love yeah. him <laughs> well that, that sounds like a good he hasn't come back to new york in a long time all right um so do you what kind of um body relationships do you come or i would say hurdles between that like connection do you see routinely with the people with whom you work Mm. Like most consistently? Most consistently, I would say that <laughs> I look at, I, I will say, what are you feeling right now? And people are like, I don't know. What are you talking about? Or, uh, you know, I'll be like, can you notice your breath? Or what are you feeling in your body? And they're like, can we just get back to what I'm talking about? Because I really need to figure out what to do here. And there's just not even the – I sometimes have to do a little pitch of, like, the importance of even connecting and feeling what's going on. And then we start to look at at what point in someone's life did they learn or unlearn, actually, to to sort of – disconnect from their body because maybe there was some really important reason why whether that was the beginning of an eating disorder or abuse or some kind of trauma or watching um a parent diet all the time and sort of a body avoidance you know there's so many different things you know yeah so so just even the what I'm describing as basic, but is really profound, just feeling your physical self, feeling yourself in a given moment. 
Yeah. Especially when you're having some feelings. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like we don't expect to control our emotional reaction to things, but yet we think we have a total handle on our physical reaction. Like, like, no, my body would only be hurt if I hurt it, like physically. But like, no, there's a mind-body connection. Right. Like your well, body don't... can be answering a call that like you don't even know. Right. But don't we get so many messages from society, from businesses, from advertisements that bodies are commodities and they're, they're just shape. And they're shape that, uh, you know, we get this false sort of bullshit message of like you can manipulate your body based on doing these things or those things, making yourself bigger or stronger or thinner or, you know, these types of things. So bodies do sort of become things mm -hmm. separate from us. Mm -hmm. And that's an unlearning. It's a it's a huge unlearning. And, and as we've talked about a lot on this show, not only is it an unlearning, but it's a it's like a, it's like what's behind the curtain, Oz? Like you are, this is not real. Mm -hmm. Like everything you're telling us that we can do with our bodies, we actually, we can't. Mm -hmm. Like results are not typical. Diets fail. Right. You know, like right. bodies don't exist in the format that we're showing you them in because they've been doctored. Like right. these, um, these things that we're told we can do Unless you want to give it 150% of your energy, time, Which and is commitment. still no, you know, no sure thing. Which is still and, no sure you thing. Know, but yeah. I, it's like these, these companies and society makes a real good argument, a lot of businesses, you know, that you can. Right. Well, right? which so, is, yeah. So, you know, similar to your work. My work is also about getting someone to really just see themselves as they are and mm -hmm. accept themselves as they are. And then hopefully the love and the care and compassion follows with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it certainly does at first take reflection yeah. and, a, and a, a thought partner, which is what you get to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. I like that. That's what I try to do. Would you like be a thought partner? Like, yeah. okay, tell me. Right. And I, I don't pretend to have answers or no, I just stay really curious and present. Yeah. Well the the biggest gift I find that I can give when working with women is not opening my mouth. Yeah. Like Right. And like my favorite thing to say is, Can you say that again and really listen to yourself? Hmm. Like when people don't even realize, you know, the sort of hatred, they, the shade they throw themselves, mm -hmm. you know, like say that again. And to have you really yes, listen. really listen. And really care. Yeah. Yeah. People don't have that no. in their lives. No. Yeah. But they can. They sure can. They can call and you they can, and they can call me. And then they can <laughs> learn to say, I, can you listen to me? Yeah. You know, yeah. Can, you know, to whoever, to the a friend or a partner or like, hey, I got really, I got something really important to say. Yeah. Are, do you have the time? Yeah, absolutely. To get, you know, to feel their presence and to sort of get the presence of the people around them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, your um, 
clients and your patients are lucky to have you. And oh, I really you. appreciate your sharing your time here with me today. Thank you so much. And I'm glad we got to connect. Thank you so much. Thank great you. being here. If you are craving to go deeper on your self-love and body love journey, please join me inside my private Facebook group, The Self-Love Shack. We meet once a week to continue our discussions and go deeper. You can also check out my self-love courses and coaching options at selflovepeddler.com. Follow the link in the show description for more details. I leave you with this. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Sending you peace.